to Rick the Dirt, the podcast that brings the adventure to you. I'm Frank. And I'm Ollie. And here we are, one more time, another episode. Stoked. Well, there's something different. I mean, yeah. we've, we've done little recordings in the past of what we do, like little snippets. Right. But this is the first time we're actually going to go for it and record an entire episode for you guys. Yes. I'm like, where do I look? <laughs> I know. Do we Usually, look at each other? Do we, we look at the camera? <laughs> we have to, I think we have to like do both. I think you're right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, we do. But uh, dude, it's been... So since the Rugged, we like knocked out three episodes at Rugged. Yeah. And it just came... The last one just came out... What is it? Wednesday today? Jeez. Yeah. Two Monday. days ago now. Yep. Um, it's kind of going by this week. Yeah. The last one with Greg, which is getting great reviews. Thanks to you guys. Appreciate yeah, it. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I, I love that episode. Yeah. Just whenever we get somebody like greg or somebody like steve from frontrunner or you know those guys that have hustled and have been part of truly been part of this industry like yeah. from the get-go that's that's always my favorite yeah you know absolutely and you know personally you and i had a had a really good conversation on the way up and i don't know if you guys heard it when you listened to those three episodes um but i definitely felt that and I think you mentioned it when we were driving home, that there was a, it almost felt like we were back, like back to where we want, yeah. back to where we were like, uh, like a, over a year ago, right? Like it felt like we had kind of found, um, I don't want to say a groove because I, I, I'm, I like the work that we've done, sure. but it definitely felt like there was a, a revitalized energy. It's sure. probably more accurate. Yeah. I right? mean, well, the fact that we're in the garage right now kind of <laughs> takes a step back. Uh, but, you know, I, I know what you mean about being back. It's like uh, we're kind of we're back to speaking to interesting people. We're yeah. back to doing different things like we're back to bringing our world yes, to everyone else. Exactly. Yeah. Like we had like these last, you know, for us, probably 14 months of, you know, trying to figure out creative ways to do this remotely. And when we couldn't and when we had the ability to get in the room with someone to distance. And even then there was always this kind of cloud Right. And always this kind of like thought in the back of your head where you were had this somewhat of a distraction. And it felt like for the first time at that event, um, it just felt like the vibe was there. Like it we were just felt good. We and, were firing on all cylinders. People like, were excited. Like, yeah. You know, between the terror crew guys, between uh, Jeff. Yeah. Um, between Greg, like everybody was down. And it's like, that's how it it's always felt. That's how exactly. And we've been so separated, so segregated. that yeah. That feeling has kind of gone away. And. I'm I'm stoked that we're kind of getting back to normal. Yeah, it was that feeling like you know that feeling you get when you're in something and the rest of the world just kind of melts away and you're just in the moment, right? You're just having fun with your friends right. or you're you're driving this epic landscape or you're camping or whatever it is, but in that moment for those hours or days, you don't think about anything else. That's what it felt like to me. Yeah. That was even the drive back, man. We had like Dude, it was a long conversation. It was well, a, we had a we long had, time. To we had talk. a long time to talk, but we had like a few conversations we had we got gas we drove back and then like we hit a stride in this crazy deep conversation and yeah. like it was it was that kind of thing where even like where you question you know your own viewpoints and your own kind of compass right but in a good way not like in a fuck it i get everything wrong kind of way like right. more like in a yeah like like a uh in a mind expansion kind of way <laughs> no for sure my dog just got loose I swear to God, Happy is always up in the mix. On our, hey, Happy, right? get, it, get out. <laughs> Happy, go. She's drawn to the podcast. She's drawn to tables. Happy, I've I noticed. swear to God. All right, just sit. <laughs> but she's not going to sit. She's going to run out the garage. Right. Go, go, go. 
she's a good girl. <laughs> um, yeah, man. I mean, it's, I feel like we're starting, like, especially with me getting this Jeep back together. Yes. Um, we're going to start getting back to kind of where we were. Right. Back in the day. Yeah. Putting vehicles in the dirt and, and having some fun. Man. So, I mean, right now we are on the cusp of seeing us expand to San Diego, which yes. is super exciting. Um, by the time this episode comes out, we will have already done San Diego and hopefully it had been a success. Uh, it's going to be over at Off the Grid Surplus. It's going to be the following every third um, Saturday, Saturday of each yep. month following this month. Yep. Except I think the next, I'm not sure. I got to look at the dates. There might be a conflict for me. So you might. Yeah. So what happens in <laughs> August when you guys watch this, you'll be fresh for like all the August events. Right. right. So watch or hear this, depending on where you're seeing this. Um Yeah, because August, you're going to have in the first Saturday of August, you'll have RFD OC. And then the second Saturday of August, um, you'll have RFD LA. No, second Sunday. Sorry, second Sunday of August, you'll have RFD LA. But if I remember correctly, the Saturday before that, you're also going to have RFD San Diego. Right. Because the second Saturday is also the same weekend as the first Sunday. Oh my god, I'm so confused. Does that make sense? I don't know. Didn't just think so. Just check social, <laughs> and we'll be posting about it. And oh, I know what it was. The second Saturday is the same weekend as the second Sunday because August starts on a Sunday. Jesus Christ! So the second Saturday of yeah. oh, I see what you're saying. Because yes. yeah, what a pain in the yeah. Day. So two events are going to be back to back. I think, um, but we'll check the calendar. You check rigfordert.com/events. Right. And you can sign up for whatever you want. You don't have to do all three unless you're fucking down for it. But we do. Yeah, we do. um, Or at least me or at least Frank. Yeah. Um, But, you know, I I actually, you know, I highly recommend that people like stick to your area and build your community. Absolutely. And I mean, yeah, if you're if you're somebody like Hop. Right. Our, our our resident, you know, booster hop hunter. Yeah. I'm sure he's going to try to make everything. But, you know, for the most part, I'd love to see the San Diego crowd just join forces yeah. and, and, and build something there at, at off the grid and our LA crowd and uh, with LA, by the way, having just come off of it. Yeah. That was a trip. That was, well, right? we'll get to that, but we'll get then, to that. Yeah, yeah. And then OC, OC is already kind of off and away. Like, yeah, that one's kind of like you, the training wheels are off and it's just, it's just, it's starting to do like, like berms and doubles and triples. Yeah. It's, it's doing its thing. It's doing its thing. It's, it's, it's like, self-sufficient. <laughs> um, it's no longer ours. It's yours. It's right. Exactly. Yeah. Um, no, but I mean, actually this, these events, one thing I like to say is they are your event, like the people's event. Yeah. Like, and, hundred. Yeah. We, that, that's what, that's why we do them is they're for you. Right. Like we don't, we, we do it because we just love putting together events and, and meeting everybody, but they're for you guys. We love incurring the liability of <laughs> looking after and you. And the stress of like fuckers. Making, and the stress of pulling the stuff off. Yeah. Dude. <laughs> Live for it. Somebody, somebody's got to take the fall, right? Exactly. That's me and Frank. It's 50, at least it's only 50% of the fine, right? That's true. That's true. It's 50% of the fine. Yeah. We're like, hey, no burnouts in LA. And like, you know, we had some, uh, we had a visit. Okay. So let's talk about LA. LA was bitching. Um, it was at the Tyreco uh, facility, which uh-huh. is the home of Milestar and some other companies that they um, own. And uh, and yeah, I mean, I didn't know what to expect. And it's a it's a great location. It's a great location. It wasn't a massive turnout by any stretch, but I think we got like fifty plus. Yeah, it was about fifty ish. Yeah. For the and, and honestly, having done this for years, like the for our first event post COVID, because we've been gone for sure. well over yeah. a year, so I consider it basically a first event, even though it's a restart. That was good. Yeah. That's that's pretty good. It's it's only up from there, right? Like the major limiting factor at our old location was that about 70 was the capacity. 
right? right? So people would start parking in the streets, and nobody wants to do that. Nobody wants wants to walk down the street and leave their rig, you know, half a block away to come look at other people's vehicles. Everybody totally. wants to, that camaraderie, right? That community, and this location offers that. Well, right. I mean, it could be as big as Orange County. Totally. When it, or it could be bigger. When we hit yeah. it 160. I mean, yeah, 100%. They've, got a, they've got an event called State of, I believe it's called State of Speed. Yeah, State of Speed. Yep. And they packed the house yeah. on that one. So, I mean, I see no reason why we can't, especially especially when we get visited by lowriders, imports, and domestics. I love that. I Dude, love what, that. I, that actually threw me for a little bit. I was fantastic. not expecting. And you know what's funny about that, though, is us off-road guys, you know, happy. Get over here. <laughs> Abby, come here. Um, us off-road guys, we're, hey, get outside. Go get outside. Sorry. My, this is pro- this might be a podcast-long thing that I'm dealing with with my puppy, but she is who she is. Um, I totally lost my train. Oh, we always crash the, the import shows, and people are like, what the hell are these Jeeps doing here? What are these, you know, does trucks doing here? Whatever. I love the fact that they were crashing our show. Right. I Sorry, mean, I've got happy intertwining between my legs. Yeah, that's what she does. She thinks she's a cat. <laughs> she's a dumb boxer. Uh, you're stupid, aren't you? Um, anyway, so I, I thought that was pretty cool. But those fuckers, they totally just revved out of there. Oh, life. yeah. Yeah. They were showing off. I mean, it sounded, it, it sounded sound amazing. amazing. Yeah, it yeah, sounded it, awesome. It, they were they were built and they were built well, straight up. Like yeah. those were the there was I think it was um, it was like an old Datsun. We're not like a Z. So the Datsun had a Silverado truck engine in it. Get out of here. Cast iron block. Yeah, like I I made a Papa's hood and everything. I was like, fuck, that's bitching. He goes, yeah, so it could take a lot. And sure enough, and and I think all four of them were forced air. Yeah, yeah, everything seemed inducted. Yeah. um, I'm a a old Civic, you know, street racer by heart and, you know, by pedigree. So seeing that little hatchback Civic there with the full B18 and all that, I was like, okay, yeah. <laughs> well, that takes me back, way and back. The, and then the two lowriders that showed up. Yeah, two lowriders, bro. Right. And the most chill people. Like, Super chill. Everybody was chill. They, there was just an appreciation for uh, vehicles. Like, you know that meme of the guy that rolls up to the soccer game and just like whips his chair out and sits down, <laughs> yeah. right? You know that one? Yeah. I swear to God, the guy with the um, gold lowrider. Uh-huh. The one that was on airbags. Right. I swear to God, he popped his trunk, pulled out a folding chair, and just went whap, sat down. <laughs> and like, I was like, "This is what I do." Yeah, this dude, like, he just lives for car shows. That's what he does. He just goes from car show to car show. Right. Like, it's he's, he was such a pro. It was hilarious. Well, that's why I like I like going to like uh, Cars and Coffee. Yeah. Down in San Clemente. Yeah. Because you stand out. Yeah, totally. And that's what these guys did. They oh, totally. totally stood out. They because, stole the show. The crowd, yeah. everyone just went straight to them when they rolled up. Like, whoa, th- these are cool. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, at the end of the day, we're all gearheads, man. Like, it's. I don't. I I love the fact they showed up. So if someone's watching or listening and you don't have an off-road vehicle, Dude, come out. Yeah, but you have some, you know, project car, right? Like what sure. you say, like yeah. bring it. We're like, at the end of the day, man. We're all gearheads. We don't care. We're all are welcome. We just want to geek out on something cool. Yeah. You got that? Bring it for sure. And you know, it's cool that you even say that because this episode is going to be uh, partially dedicated to gear. Um, some true. gear that's come through for me and as I kind of wrap up the collection of all my parts yeah. to put Kate back together and then some gear that just, we think is cool. And I've, you know, like a, a mug I got in Hawaii. Yeah. So you nice. might notice I'm a little golden. <laughs> um, I, I went to Hawaii on vacation and definitely came back to the shit show, but it was a very nice time with the family and oh, the it's so good family. to get away. Dude, it's so good. I can't wait to go. I'm going to Yellowstone next week and I plan on disconnecting. Oh bro. My recommendation though, to you and to anyone else is seriously, if you can leave your phone in your car or 
in your suitcase or somewhere like just disconnect. Yeah. I mean, I made the mistake of working pretty decently throughout my, you know, 10 days that I was off and it was 10 days. I, I'm the kind of person I feel disconnected if I don't like know what's going on or talk. Yeah. I thought it was funny when you were popping into our, we have an Instagram channel that a lot of us are in yeah. and you kind of kept dipping in there and I'm like, everyone's like, dude, go have fun. Why are you fucking around here with us? No. <laughs> Went to chuckleheads just talking trash about nothing. Do you, do you know how hard it is to be on vacation with your kids? <laughs> I needed, I needed a little adult time. <laughs> That's true. Huh? It's yeah. probably like, it's probably more work than being at home like during the weekday. Oh, well, I mean, <laughs> and it and it breaks my heart that they brought their iPads with them because yeah. those, those little zombies were just like on the couch. Right, like, just, and I'm like ripping it out of their hands and they're like, they're like screaming like little like drug fiends. Like, yeah. I'll suck your finger for 15 more minutes. Like, no, dude, let it go, let it go. <laughs> and uh, and finally, you know, rip them away. And as soon as you rip them away and you throw them in the ocean, like, dude, they're then they forget t- about it. They're right? having the time yeah, of their life. Yeah. So. Yeah, I just, I'm like, man, we should have just left it all at home. Yeah. Like, we really should have. But, yeah, so if you guys are going out, doing anything, even if it's for the weekend, like, leave your shit at home and just go, or at least go somewhere with no cell service. Just lock them in the hotel room safe and leave. Yeah, seriously. Yeah. Um, But, yeah, uh, like, I got this mug in Hawaii, and it's a pretty cool mug, and I'll show you why it's cool and why it actually makes a lot of sense for somebody like me, because I'm so, like, over, like, wanting to do anything when I go camping these days. Like, I just want the most simple, basic easiest yeah i'll cook and that's probably the limit of what i want to really do. yeah um but yeah i mean you've got some cool stuff coming yeah on your, yeah on your vehicle, i've got right? some cool swag that they're not swag i've got some cool swag. parts yeah i wish i've got some cool swag this yeah. cool koozie i went right to this here. event and they threw this me hat, this thing right yeah. yeah no i've got some i've got some cool car parts that are coming and or that are here and that are going to go on the fj and I'm definitely stoked well, to like why take you, this thing. Why did you talk about that thing behind you? Oh yeah. So if you guys watch the video, you'll notice this gigantic thing behind me. And I'm being a little facetious, but also not really. Um, it's about probably a good six two, I'm guessing, in in length. Um, this is a tent. Yep. And this is by Overland Vehicle Systems. And this tent is claimed to go up in 30 seconds. Yeah, and and they're not a sponsor of the podcast, Mm-mm. but they definitely came on board with your deal yeah. and your podcast. Yeah, we were talking about um, you know, my needs because I I don't have a rooftop tent and after, you know, you and I talked about it and you know, I was going to try and get a rooftop tent and um the reality is that's that's just not me. Yeah. I've never been a, I've never been someone with a rooftop tent. I don't really feel a desire to and more importantly, um I really like the way my vehicle handles without Sure. You know, a hundred pounds strapped to the roof, right? So this thing comes in um, significantly less than. Do you that. want to stick the knife in my um, side a little deeper? <laughs> Sorry. What a dick. No, sorry. No, no, I know you're right. You are you're 100 percent ground camping. I also feel like, and this I could be totally wrong. Guy. I could be totally wrong. Yeah, I do like trailers. Um, I could be totally wrong, but I I do feel after riding in Kate and riding in the FJ. I do feel that the Jeeps, because they're, um, you know, solid axles front and rear, and they have a lot more sway, and I feel they control the weight a little better. Yeah, I mean, I think I think with the sway bar, you definitely, yeah. You know, and the FJ, I feel it has a limit to how much it'll sway with that much you weight. Think the IFS and then it gets a little factor. more tipsy, yeah. Oh. And I think part of that is because um, I feel like it would be more stable if it was IFS and IRS. Um but I feel that because the rear is solid. is solid axle, the rear tends to flex a lot more, but the front doesn't. And so you get this twisting action where the rear wants to pull the front over. Interesting. You know, if, if that's, I don't even know that's a thing. It could just be all in my head. So if you sure. guys hear this, you're more than welcome to correct me and educate the man because well, I don't know. I mean, but that's what it feels like. 
Sure, but I mean, with this thing, you're still you're still got a lot of length on it. It's like yes. you said six. It's two. the exact length of my roof rack. Okay, so the front runner, the front runner oh, roof wow. rack. Yeah, so that's like about the size, probably of my like a little bit taller than my FSR High Country, the eighty inch one. Yeah. So it's it's seventy seventy about seventy four. Yeah, seventy two, seventy four. Seventy four yeah. inches, right? Yeah. And it's about I would say fourteen, it's, fifteen inches, like wide. Um, I'd probably say it's about yeah. Between it's probably fourteen is probably accurate. Fourteen, 16. yeah. So you have so much more space now. Oh, a hundred percent. If you if you had run a rooftop tent, that entire real estate would be taken. This is up. less than a quarter of the width of the roof rack. Right. So I could still put, um, like my I love carrying those monsoon bags. Mm-hmm. I can still put those monsoon bags up there. I could put my my traction boards and my fuel. Yeah. Like I could. I still have room. For you those. still have utility. Up Correct. There, up and that's a big thing for me. Like I bought the roof rack and. I didn't buy a thirteen hundred dollar um, tent mount. <laughs> you know what I mean? I bought a roof rack to right. use as a roof rack. Oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah, right? <laughs> like, that's true. Yeah. Right? So, so for me, that's that's an important piece, right? So, um, and I utilize it because that's where I keep my fuel. That's where I keep my water. That's where I keep the monsoon bags. Right. I carry other gear. Yep. Right. And so, or even the roam box. Right. Sometimes that goes up to depending on the trip. Yep. Um, and I can still do all those things and have that kind of variety and that option. With this, those monsoon bags are pretty cool. They're too. pretty cool. Those are like waterproof, weatherproof. They're waterproof, weatherproof, dustproof. Just leave them up. I've there taken and... them on so many trips, almost every single. And they're trip. always on top. Right? They're always on top. Yeah. I strap them down with the stratches. Soft bag. Yep. And and every single trip I've ever taken them on, through the rain, the snow, the hail, the dust of the Baja, mm-hmm. everything inside has always been clean perfectly like, like clean. the moment i packed it that's right it's it, those bags are impressive so if you ever get if you if you're that kind of person like me check them out they're worth it so let's talk about weight how much weight is that it's about 40 pounds okay that's that's not anything that's no nothing. compared to a rooftop wow. tent it's yeah. nothing compared Even, to a ground tent it's a ton but compared yeah. to a rooftop tent yeah. it's nothing it's nothing especially like and it pops up in how how fast 30 seconds yeah so and i'm not exaggerating because i actually That's popped crazy. it up I, I thought i thought sean sean's uh the owner of overland vehicle systems super nice guy i i met with him gosh it was supposed to be i think a half hour meeting and we ended up sitting for like two hours because we just like we're just shooting the shit and having a great time um and he was just telling me about their offerings and we started bouncing ideas and it just kind of turned into this whole like entertaining moment and um, so, you know, we were talking about the rooftop tents and I was like, eh, that's not really my deal. And I said, you know, honestly, I'm looking at a shift pot or a gazelle right? because that's what, and that's exactly what this compares to size wise, weight wise. This is right in there with those two. It's actually, it's actually in between because it's heavier, I think than a gazelle, but lighter than a shift pot by a good clip. Um, and if any of you have ever seen an Oz tent, that's right. almost, yep. ex- that's almost exactly the size as far as like the, the, the end the result. The same way that it rolls up? The same, or, yeah. Or which, the what, same what way you, that it builds the, into Yeah, the, it pops the way oh, that okay. it pops up, right? So what you end up with, you end up with a package that's about the size of a gazelle or a shift pod. And you end up with a tent that's looks that looks and is about the size of an Oz tent. So it's collapsed, it's like a shift pod or a gazelle. And then expanded and fully built, it's like an Oz tent? Yeah. It's, With, it, it's like a square front. Yeah, it's got yeah. the square front. It's a, it's a box or a rectangle, right? It's a rectangle with the sl- with that sloped roof, mm-hmm. right? And then so the so it's lower in the back than it is in the front. Right. And then you have um, that vestibule or kind of awning that goes right over. that comes off the front that of comes it. off the front That's of it. Cool. Yeah. So it's so it's got the poles in there for that. Um, Your little condo. You just got a little condo. Yeah. yeah. And it, and you know what? I was skeptical. Like I even even when when Sean told me that, I was like, no, bro. 
nothing that size goes up in 30 seconds. Like, <laughs> it's no way. Like, even not even a, not even a shift pod or a gazelle, right? They're they're about a minute, maybe even more for the for your first time, right? Which is still impressive. No, it's it's pretty spot on. I was impressed, and the way that it the way that it unfolds is actually really clever. Um, it's basically you put it flat. And then it unfolds. One goes this way. The other goes this way. So you have this kind of horseshoe. Right. And then the back comes forward. And that gives you, and that folds out. Kind of like a rooftop tent. Kind of like the, um, what is the FSRs that have that kind of like the open sure. up, right? Yep. It's almost identical to that. Hmm. Right. And so, but in a much larger version. And then, and boom, you're done. That's, that's it. cool. You've got a full tent. Oh, and you, cool. just, you just take it down and that's it. Look forward to seeing it in action. Maybe, yeah. maybe we can cut in a video on our, on our video of what oh, it looks like. Yeah. Of what up. it looks like. Yeah. I'll see if I have time. <laughs> it's an inside joke, actually. Actually, mark this date, 7-14-21. Big shit happened today. I'll, I'll divulge it later. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck, what a day. Um, it'll be funny later. It will be funny later. It will be funny later. Um, we don't do inside jokes, but this one, you will have to come back for the for the bit. Yeah, I can't really talk about it um yeah so what do you got man uh yeah let me let me go grab it let me uh take a quick minute okay and then i'll come back um first of all i want to say huge thanks to uh, my sponsor uh go rancho um rancho racing they are i you know i i got i got the package in this is one of the last few things wow this is the knuckle that's some beef yeah so this is the rancho um knuckle for the jk and the cool thing about this is if you remember i broke mine and these guys came through not only sent me the replacement for the one that i broke but sent me the one for the opposite side as well just so i have a spare and i thought that was really cool <laughs> like wow thanks guys so wow um that's rad between this and uh my hubs i am almost done so tomorrow i pick up my last piece is I get my uh, front driver axle, which exploded uh, from Curry tomorrow. And then um, I'll just be spending a bunch of time trying to slap everything the next together. The two days, everything goes together. Come to San Diego. I want to make it to San Diego. That's yes. my that's my goal yes. right now. Like I would yes. really, I think, I think we're going to need your awning, so I think you need to be there. I would really like to be <laughs> at San Diego. Um, but as far as like gear goes, my, my first thing is this. This is the mug I picked up in uh, Hawaii. And you can see it's got a little plunger. That's because it's a French press slash mug. So I don't know. I guess for me, this is like awesome because oh, yeah. I don't have to deal with everything that is involved with my AeroPress. This is literally my grinds go in, the hot water goes in. And then drink it up. And then I drink it right yep. out of the same cup. Dude, done. Yep. yep. I have a little red cup. It's not a Coleman. It's a, it's a red cup that I have. That's the same thing. This is um, uh, from Planetary Planetary Design. It's called Brew Brew Trick. Yeah, um, I got this one at Kauai Coffee. <laughs> cool little spot if you're if you're ever in Kauai. Um, but uh, it was like one of those things where like, babe, I'm gonna buy this, right and it's gonna go straight into the Jeep. Right. <laughs> it's like one of those like set it and forget it things. Like, right. Just it's part of the kit. But yeah, it's it's you've cut your kit in half. Yeah. Yeah. Essentially. Right yeah. now you have your, you have your cup and your kit or and your coffee kit in one. Well, I'm such not a coffee snob, honestly. Like, yeah. I mean, literally, we'll we'll make drip coffee. I'll throw it in the fridge, and I'll have iced coffee in the morning. Like, <laughs> yeah, that I mean, is, that's I don't, wrong with that. I don't care. Like, and <laughs> I, I always enjoy a good cup of Joe. Like, if if I'm with like somebody, like for instance, Paul from Black Rifle. If I'm hanging yeah. out with him and he's brewing something, like 
I'd be totally down for that. Yeah. Because there's a guy that really appreciates coffee and knows how to make it really well. And I've had well-brewed coffee and it's amazing. But for me, coffee is kind of a drug. I mean, yeah. it's straight up. It is a drug. So for me, it's like, I just, I just need my fix. Yeah. Like pour the no, grounds the in my way. mouth. If they didn't taste so yeah. bad, I would just horrific, swallow it. Yeah. Yeah. If it didn't, if, if it wasn't like, if it didn't have like a kitty litter effect on your mouth, right. I would totally do that. Yeah. Dude, I just, just, I just need to be up. Just in the have morning. some like, um, have some coffee chew and just like stick it under my lip. Dude, little, bro, I think we just came up with our million dollar idea. Little coffee. Coffee chunks you could just like stick li- under your lip. Little packs, right? Oh, shit. We just gave it away, bro. Oh, man. We got to get on that. All right. This is where you put the, um, the you mute the episode for like 30 seconds so that, and you just censor it. Bro, like, like we could actually help people stop dipping and oh, chewing. I like that. And they could have these like coffee alternatives that give you a little yeah. jolt. Yeah, because that's what chew does. Yeah. Right? Well, it does. I mean, it's totally addictive to nicotine as a mother. No, but that's what it does, right? But yeah. It gives you, it gives but, you that. But then you, you get that, that little, and then you can like flavor it. Yeah. It's oh, like, it's like, shit. it's like the nicorette of, of coffee, of, of chew. Oh my God. Yeah. I, I really think that's like oh, probably dude. the best idea we've come up with. And luckily, we're recording it. So. So it's uh, saved we for know posterity. It, we know it happened here first. Yeah, we came up with that fucking design, bro. Don't, Don't you, you go steal it, fucker. <laughs> um, so anyways, I, I actually really like that idea. I do. <laughs> so what else is going on, uh, Chucky? Um, it's getting, oh, it's getting gears. Okay. Um, we're going to do some 456s on there. Um, there's a reason for that. Uh, that we didn't go 488s, or I'm not going 488s. Oh, really? Yeah. Did you like, did you, did, were you like me and spent like a shitload of time trying to figure out, God, I have one yes. chance at this? Yes. <laughs> and which, right. which you're right, because it's expensive to Dude, put it's gears it's so in. expensive. It is expensive to, and ain't nobody hooking you up on that because that's just straight labor. Like that's, that's somebody's. That is a lot of labor. That is somebody's time and no one's going to be like, sure, I'll give you half my day for free. My family doesn't need to eat. Right. Right. Like, yeah, no, that's not happening. Like you're looking at a good solid uh, two hours, I would say, yeah. for a gear change yeah. job from at a, a shop that does it fast From and an expert professional. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Not some home bullshit. Um, no offense. I know some of you home guys are better than the pros in some cases. Um, um, but we've got some guys that'll come to your home too. Right. That too. Um, so. Um, so yeah, I, it's like you, like you were saying one and done research and you know how I am. I'm just meticulous. Like I just geek out on facts and I start looking at like ratios and right. I, part of that comes from the I bike side. This tire size. Correct. Yeah. Correct. And some of that comes from the bike side and looking at gear ratios and stuff that we do anyway. So I really just kind of went down that rabbit hole and also taking into account future goals. Right. Right. Because that's one thing that you definitely don't want to sell yourself short on. Like, and and make the mistake like if you want more power one totally. day or whatever totally it is, right? like yeah. what's your realistic goal not what you want what do you actually think is going to happen in the next let's just say 12 months right um and for me 456s make a lot of sense what are you what are you running stock stock is uh what's the stock three uh 70 something i think seven does that sound right 373 i, I thought it was like, like 388 May, no, oh, no i'm thinking i don't know I don't know. I've never gone that low. I didn't geek out on that because I don't give a shit what I have. I'm giving a shit what I'm getting. Right. <laughs> Straight up. But you so, know what you have right now isn't cutting it for what you have. Oh, no. I, I mean, it's... For it's, your setup. Excuse me. Yeah, it's well known that what I have right now is sufficient. You can run 33s. Not ideal. Is that what you're on? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. The, the factory size is like a 31. Is that what you're sticking with? 
Uh, no, I'm going. I'm going to a 35. I'm going there you to go. a 35. Yeah, right. I'm going to a 35 inch tire. And so what most what what some guys do that have the money is they'll put a set of 33s and they'll put um, 356s on there. Okay, right. And that'll give them essentially the equivalent of a, of 35s on 488s. Right, which is great if you're keeping the factory power. Right, you're not doing anything to the motor. Um, you're keeping everything kind of stock. Otherwise, then yeah, that's fantastic. It's a great option. Most guys really love the 488s for 35s off road, especially because you get that real low gear ratio. Um, it works fantastic, right? But if you're going to modify the engine um, and get a little more, squeeze a little more juice out of it, mm-hmm. then you want to go to the 456s. Okay. And right. so that's that's why I'm thinking ahead because quite honestly, um, my goal is to throw a Magnuson under the hood. Okay. And that's that's a, yeah, that's yeah. what I want to do. Um, I feel that especially for what we do and the treks that we do, um, the FJ just gets underpowered when you load it down, right? Anything, right? Even the Jeeps, right? Even those V6s, they're just they, not. They just become dogs, man. It's exactly. Just, you're like on the highway and you're like, God. Like, you wonder why everyone in the overland it. world yeah. goes gaga over diesels. It's because of the torque and, yeah. and the low range power, right? Yeah. It's not because they're they're racers, right? But you, but everyone that tells you, no, it's fine. No, it's fine. Then you tell me why all these guys clamor about diesels. Sure. It's, that's why, right? Well, that's, I mean, more power is always better. Yeah, exactly. More power, better. Right. Yes. Right. That is that is a universal <laughs> truth. <laughs> I mean, I've never. <laughs> we need our sign. Prove, prove, prove us wrong. Prove me wrong. Yeah. Right. Change prove, my mind. Change my mind. <laughs> um, I mean, I've never regretted, honestly, like having more power. Yeah. Now, I will say, with more power comes a lot more responsibility. Like it's true, uh, to quote Spider Man. Um, <laughs> but it's like, yeah. I mean, with the with the supercharged system that I have, it's like, fuck, you know. I get I get a lot of shit through the filter that comes with it. I have to do yeah. like I'm actually considering doing something custom to try to avoid that. Like we'll see what I can come up with. But there's like all kinds of little things, and then like tuning. You know, you have to get it tuned properly. Like right, it's shit that you normally wouldn't have to deal with on a naturally aspirated vehicle. Like, Correct. Everyone who's asked me, "Hey, are you happy with your rip?" Yes, I'm happy. But and there's always a but. Yeah, it comes. You with... need to know Correct. what you're getting into. And exactly. If, you're going to go overburden your vehicle. Well, Rip isn't really coming for a 7,200-pound vehicle. Rip's coming for a Jeep, a Rubicon Jeep with maybe some bumpers, like not overly encumbered, right? Correct. And it's, it's, no, it's no wonder why I've had a couple issues on the tuning side because it's trying to compensate for all this weight. And, of course, it's not going to be functioning right. correctly. Like the load isn't even right. Right. So, you know, there's things that you have to factor in when you go force inductive, but there is nothing better than making all that shit you just threw on your vehicle not feel like it's on your vehicle. Correct. That is a, that's an awesome feeling. Yeah. And I love the way, and, and the prime example of that is, unlike a lot of people, um, the FJ gets unloaded when I come home, right? So everything comes out. Okay. Of it. The back is empty. The roof gets You empty. don't leave everything in I there. I don't leave everything in there. It is completely empty. The only thing that goes in every, and when the one thing goes right back in, that's a dog bed. Right. That goes in and which weighs nothing. Right. And so I know what it feels like when it's got nothing in it because so different, right? It's so different. It feels great. Right. But, but I, but then I also know, I I notice it exact when I pull out of the driveway after I've loaded it up and I'm like, whoa, it feels like a suddenly you're a dog. Yeah. Yeah. You're a dog and it's just, you feel your suspension, you feel everything change. Right. And the suspension's fine. Don't get me wrong. Mm -hmm. I'm not complaining there, Uh, but you feel it, right. You feel all the differences. And so, you know, for me, I did, again, exhaustive research on do I really want to supercharge my motor, 
what kind of stresses go into that? Sure. What kind of uh, lifespan am I looking at? Am I going to blow the block? Right. Am I going to have some issues down the road? Do I have to deal with tuning? Like, is it sure. is it going to yeah. be super problematic? Right. And the fact of the matter is, there's there's only a few options for the Toyota. And Magnuson's right. will probably have the best one I think they yeah, offer, right? Correct. There's only a few options uh, for the for the Toyota, and so basically, I think it's like two or three, and um, Magnuson and then the URD one. Those are the two realistic ones. Does TRD make a supercharger? They used to. Okay. Was it based off of the Magnuson? It was the Magnuson. Okay. There it was go. the rebrand. So that's why. Yeah, they've already Correct. they had OE Toyota help that develop mode, that and, kit. And exactly. Yeah. And so what I heard in my research and talking to the techs that work on my vehicle, the guys that have been servicing it for years now, what I've heard is Toyota historically does overbuild their motors, but th- this motor in particular was built with the intention of putting the TRD supercharger. supercharger on it, right? So it's, it is That's ready, cool. and it just mates perfectly to the engine, right? So you're not stressing it. You're not overdriving it. You, of course, if you drive like a jackass and you put a small flywheel on there or you know, a small pulley and you really start cranking some serious PSI, of course you're going to shrink sure. the life of your motor, right? Yep. That's obvious. But if you're just going to drive it like a normal human being and you're not going to get crazy with it, which is my intention, then they said no. You know, And I even had concerns over like doing – because my the FJ is sitting right now at 126K on the clock. Right, which is so that's a high mileage a motor. Yeah, yeah. And, and that was my other. But concern. it is a Toyota. That was my other concern, right? Is like, do I want to do I want to supercharge something that's got you know six figures right on the clock? And again, everyone I talked to said not a problem, unless you're having issues with the motor already or your transmission feels like it's doing something wonky. It's not going to be a problem. That's if right. it's not doing it now, it's not going to do it then, right? So basically, anything that's going to happen was going to happen already, with or without the supercharger. So. They said it's, it's it's safe. We'll do some minor checks. We'll check for leaks. We'll check for pressurization. Make sure that there isn't any red flags. But they did also say everyone I talked to that's a professional mechanic that installs superchargers, they all kind of said the same thing. There's really no tell. Yeah, I mean it all, dude. You know what? With with engines that I've had that have blown, yeah, they've just blown. Yeah, there's like, really no way to say this engine. There is might safe. have been some clicking, like maybe a minute prior to blowing. Right, but. It's it just kind of yeah. So they're all saying the same thing. They're like, yeah. it really just depends on how well you maintain the vehicle. Which I'm pretty meti- I'm very meticulous. Not pretty. I'm very meticulous about that. Um, I'm I have confidence the, the the block is fine. Yeah. So, so yeah, that's the plan, man. Is to get the gears in. Oh, and I'm installing a front locker. Um, I'm yep. I'm getting the new uh, Eaton, which is just a rebranded Harup. Um, if I'm not mistaken, I've Harp got Eaton in mind. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm getting an, an Eaton locker. Um, it's an E locker. I'm not going ARB. Um, or air locker. Is your rear locker electric too? It is electric. Okay, yeah. cool. Yeah, it's easy. Yeah, it's easy. Yeah. Um, I like the fact that I'll be able to run it off the S pod, just click it on, click it off. Um, and I have an open slot, so perfect. Yeah. Um, that, that I don't have to worry about adding another little unit for it to work off of. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it all kind of just fell into place pretty good. And, you know, same thing, right? Like if you're going to crack the front differential open, or sorry, the front, you know, the front open, then. Put the you might as well do it all at once because yeah. that that's the same labor right there. Yeah, they're not going to charge me yeah. more, right? The, the, yeah. the labor is the same yeah. because they're already essentially cracking it yeah. Open. Yeah, yeah, they're already cracking it open. They're already re-gearing everything. You may as well do it, and so that's what I'm going to do. Do I need a front locker? I don't know. I haven't yet, but um, but the way with the way that the FJ has evolved as a build, um, I'm to the point now where I should I should be pushing it harder than I than I have. It it can de- it's capable of being pushed pushed harder than right. I have. And so when I get to that point, I want to have something uh, as a backup, so I don't, 
I don't overstress other parts. Like I, you know, like I've seen people we were talking about this earlier. I've seen people snap tie rods or sure. or axles um, because they're overstressing the front end when they could just turn the locker on and put that torque where it belongs. Okay. So that's the plan. I mean, it'll be interesting to go test it out. Yeah, for sure it will. I, I want to go back to Calico. You, yeah. You found that interesting article about the dude. Yeah, today. Yeah, I just found it. The, the it mystery the mystery of uh, First Man. First Man in Calico, yeah. like where they thought they found some artifacts. So, and- yeah, I guess I didn't know this until I read the article, but I guess like in North America, it's widely, and this is kind of a nerdy for you guys off topic. We're not talking about off-road. So Tangent that, time. Yeah, so that dude that got mad at us prepared to freaking go ape. Um, <laughs> oh, the guy that commented about our tangents. Yeah, about it. Not even Sorry, talking bro. about off-road stuff. Yeah, no. This is. I mean, it's off-road. It's off-road adjacent. Yeah. Right? It's in Calico. Um, so yeah, this article was talking about like I guess it's the the the, the prevailing theory is that um, there human beings didn't arrive to the North American continent until about somewhere between eleven and thirteen thousand years right. ago, right? And so what this does, what this um, these group of scientists found. Um, remnants of tools that they believe date to i want to say it was um what a hundred and two hundred thousand years ago something it was some 200 crazy to number thousand years ago basically on par with neanderthals like right like saying that this was humans. where first humans like yeah, yeah so scene. like around that that era now keep in mind like when you're talking about archaeology or anthropology and human history like when they say like a certain period that's like tens of that's like hundreds of thousands of years or tens of thousands of years right so neanderthals were around for a long time so they're saying that sure. they could have crossed a land bridge and been in north america more than we ever thought right and so that's that's big that's like kind of earth shaking that, right. that's like that's like finding, you know, a human being that was older than the first one that we thought by about a half million years. That's a big deal. And so, um, and of course, there's a bunch of naysayers, right? They're like, oh, well, the tools were probably made naturally. Or they, you know, and it actually made a lot of sense, like that the rocks would just over a period of was, time and erosion. They and would just tumble. Water, right? yeah, water like would, would cause it to tumble and crack and chip. and Yeah, so what they were saying was they found tools that resembled like the shaping of an axe and the shaping of, of like a like a hammer like or a, a hatchet. Scraper. Like a scraper. Yeah. yeah, tools that were used by by the first human beings, right? Very rudimentary, very basic, not even attaching handles to them. They're literally just shaped rocks that would be used for scraping hides or scraping mm-hmm. meat you know, off of hides and things like that, cutting into animals, um, things like super rudimentary, right? And so... Um, but the guy like based his whole career, his entire on this, life, yeah, since like the late '60s, yeah. right? I think it was '68. He went; it was his first trip to Calico when he got the job, and he and he's now in his 80s, and he is literally you said, still fighting for still it, still fighting for it. And there's a <laughs> group guy. called uh, like the Friends of Calico something mine or mine, and and they have like a dozen dig sites. And the BL and BLM wants to shut them down because the dig sites are unsafe. And they want to fill them in. Yeah. It was interesting. It's, they were talking about filling them in with polyurethane and, and foam and foam, like with foam dirt, and dirt. dirt. And foam. Yeah, yeah. it's just that's that. That almost sounds like uh, environmentally not friendly. Right. That's what I thought too. Yeah. I was like, you want to put. The only thing I can think of is that the BLM is saying, "Look, we know there's a possibility that this could have relevant historical contents, mm-hmm. so we're gonna fill it with." 10 feet or 15 feet of foam so you can chop that out oh so when do you come back you think right maybe yeah. for and and then we'll fill like another 10 feet of dirt because it's like how hard would it be to find rocks in calico to fill that you know pit correct up? yeah and so i think what they're trying to do is to just to make it easier in case they have to reverse course in you know 100 years from now or 20 years from now who knows um 
But yeah, it was just super interesting. They found aliens is what happened. Because <laughs> there's Weather, fucking mines all over that place and are. nobody's making any fucking crap about the mines. No, no. But these, this little dig site. These like, dozen holes in the ground that are, they're deep. They're 20 feet deep. Yeah. They're deep. But but they're they're making a big stink out of this. And and someone in the comments, which is true, is said, man, there is literally a trillion holes in the desert you can fall in and die. Yeah. In, in the Mojave, yeah. right? Sprinkled around the California <laughs> desert. I don't know why they're making a big stink out of these. Because he found aliens. Well, yeah. Yeah, because because aliens. Um my only my only reasoning for that is because they have a direct line of liability. Oh, like it's it's totally on them. Yes. If anything, because yeah. it's the BL, it's yeah. under if the BLM. If there's a billion holes in the desert, <laughs> they can all they, they can easily say, well, I mean, that's there's a there's a million parking knows? lots out there. You guys can bring your cars to, but the fact that you bring we your rigs, yeah, you bring your yeah. rigs to ours, like right. we're we liable. Own, right, we own this one <laughs> exactly. That's the only reason yeah. I can think of. And that's funny. you know, so there's that. I mean, honestly, there's so much wonky shit out in the desert. Like, if you really Dude. want, if you're one of those people who loves, like, what's that? What's that genre? Cryptozoology. Right, like weird animals, like oh, really? and oh like yeah, like right. the duck thing, yeah, jackalope, yeah, or whatever. If the you're hell into is. that stuff, or just weird like alien stuff, you need to look at. And I'm not saying it's real. I personally don't believe it, but there's a lot of people who do. Um, is the giants of of I think it is the giants of Calico or giants of Mojave. Oh really? Yeah, there is a there is a group of people. There's who, a group of people that think giants existed. That's period. what I'm saying. Yeah. But they believe they existed in the in the California desert. And that they lived underground. Might as well. And they had underground cities. Oh, really? Yeah. Have we and found those big caverns yet? Of course not. No. Of course not. How, how hard? Why would we? Why would we? You know how hard it is to find a cavern the size of LA underground? You know, sarcasm. You, you know, it's funny. It's like it's like when Richard Branson, when Richard Branson recently went to space on Virgin Galactic. Yeah. Uh, I was reading through the comments and it's such a bad idea. Like reading through the comments of anything having to do with space travel is bad because is. you find the craziest motherfuckers on there where like I got down the rabbit hole of like reading like some people's comments and then checking out their profiles and then reading their other posts and going, right. what the f like that level of crazy exists in this world. Yeah. Oh yeah. And you can start drawing a line and seeing how they leaped from one crazy idea. That oh was, my God. That was sort of crazy to an even crazier one to an even crazier one. You can see the, Dude, my favorite the is when build. they use like the really big words too in their posts, but they're like, it's like a string of big words together. Like, like it's almost like word association of big words. Like they opened the, the, the like, yeah. like they, like they wrote the sentence, they wrote the sentence and then went back and replaced every, every word with a word out of the, out of a thesaurus. Dude. And every so often they'll throw an acronym out there. <laughs> right. like, like, what the fuck? And like, and like all the people calling out Richard to say like, oh, so you finally proved that the earth is flat. I'm like, oh my God. Oh, goodness. Dude. Um, anyways, tangent. Yeah. Um, so yeah, Calico. So, so I, I'm actually looking lot. forward to going. So my point is, I like to go back. I, we could test. We could test all your new shit. We could right. test my new setup. Because the last time we were there, we were, we were fairly like just basic. So the last time that we went to Calico was the weekend before the FJ went in to get its lift. No shit. Don't you remember? Because we were going to go to. Um, but you were you driving that yes. weekend? And we parked it. At you the parked. Campsite. That's right. You parked, now you get to drive. Yes. So we could go do yes. Doran again. Yes. That's and awesome. so so the, that weekend was I think a week before we left for um Overland Expo. Okay. And so we were doing like a shakedown, kinda like just have some fun. And it was the last weekend before like a series of events. Man. Right. And so we were like, we're gonna and I remember we specifically said this is the last weekend we're gonna have before we have a series of events we have to go to. And so we're not gonna do a podcast. We're not gonna do anything. We're right. just gonna have fun. Just go enjoy ourselves. Yeah, we're just gonna enjoy ourselves. Yeah. And so 
I said, okay, on Monday, I'm dropping the FJ off at Rebel because I have to pick it up on Friday because we're leaving. Right. And so that's what we did. So I just parked it. And that was the last, the last time I have, I had any kind of camping in the FJ bone stock. Crazy. Yeah. <laughs> so now it's time to, to go back and revisit that. Yeah. Yeah. Let's do it. I'm, I'm totally down. We should yeah. probably get some of the old crew yeah. together and go do That'd it. That'd be rad. Absolutely. All right. Well, so I what's got, next? What do you got? What else you got sticking over so, there? So I don't know if anyone's seen these on my Jeep. And, you know, when I, when I had posted about it, people were pretty stoked. But I, I want to give a little shout to Gatekeeper Off Road. And I don't know if they make anything for like the Toyotas with the IFSs. I don't know if there's a way of doing what there they... is. You can put it on the lower control arm. Yeah. Yeah. Let me. Uh, can you hear that? I yep. love. It's like the ASMR kind yeah, of right. experience here. Um, so this is a this is a piece of steel here. It's a bracket. Actually, you know what? Since we are on video, let me uh, let me reach down. Hopefully, I got the right side. But, uh, so you have, you have this hub assembly and what happens is this bracket will fit oh, yeah. into, Look at that. it's kind of funny that I have the knuckle yeah. to show you so you can actually see, but it mounts here and it mounts yep. up here. Yeah. And it's got a cutout. And the cool thing about this whole project with right uh, gatekeeper is I've actually, here, why don't I hold it? Um, yeah, so I've actually been able to work with them to develop, uh, this whole line of brackets for the JK and I've, I helped them on the stock JK knuckles and my buddy Adam, oh, that one dude was the one who originally turned me on to these guys. And I just thought like, Hey, you guys need help. And they're like, yeah, well, we're down. Do you want to test? I'm like, yeah, I'm down for testing. So this is probably like the fourth set that I've gotten. Um, I had another set and I actually had to, it had a bend in it, but I had to cut out the. I had to cut it out to clear for the Rancho Knuckles. So the thing about the Rancho Knuckles, if any of you guys are ever thinking about wanting to run these upgraded Knuckles, is that when they come, they come uh, flipped. So they're exact re uh, opposites of one another. So the left and the right are mirror images of each other on the Knuckles. So they, they have everything that you would have on your passenger side, on your driver's side. And normally um, on a stock JK Knuckle, uh, you would only have your like tie rod or not your tie rod, sorry, your drag link, I believe on one side for the hole uh, versus on your driver's side. Well, because I, I th I'm thinking, and this is my, my thought is I think because they sell this uh, overseas as well, you have, they're just making it easy and they're just flipping it on both sides and it doesn't really get in the way of anything at all. But what it did was it made it so I couldn't run my original gatekeeper uh, brackets for my, Oh, by the way, the reason for these brackets is they're a light pod brackets. So I can have light that turns with my steering, which is awesome because it's a function that normally you'd find on like BMWs and more modern vehicles and it's more electronically controlled. Well, this is very mechanical. It just connects to the hub it has a fixed position, but as you turn your steering wheel, the knuckle turns and you'll get your light to shine. So I have little spot uh, flex ones. I'm actually upgrading it to flex threes and the flex threes will go on there. And uh, yeah, I'll have, uh, I'll have a bitching amount of light um, that'll turn with my steering wheel. So it's really cool. And I, I love these companies that innovate and create these really cool products. Um and are willing to work with people who are excited like me and 
and and develop it and you know as soon as i told them hey i've got these rancho knuckles and it's not working out for the driver's side they're like okay we're on it and sure enough they uh you know within a, a month or so or yeah. whatever it was they they came up with uh let me throw this down there uh they came up with um, the modified design that's and, pretty cool and so now it's it's another feature of what they offer and what they uh, i mean i think that's like there. I, I, and I'm speaking for both of us. I feel like that's what we enjoy, right? Oh, I is love like, it, dude. Is like being able to to try something and play with it and give feedback and then watch that feedback make its way into the product and change how things are created and developed. And and then, you know, hopefully someday someone will run it and be like, this thing is the shit. And you can just go, yep. I helped make I helped. that happen. Yeah. And, you <laughs> <A> know, <little bit. laughs> dude, true story. I was over at Curry when I was getting my uh, axle redone. Yeah. And I had to take my stock broken shafts over there and... I actually want to talk about breaking your shit and being sponsored because a lot of people have a misconception of what it is. So we'll get to that. But I went over to Curry and um, I was talking to John Henson over there and John was like, uh, um, he's all, yeah, you know, we actually productized your, uh, your setup. Mine was the first, it was the first JK with stock. It was the first extreme 60 with stock JK outers. Oh, no kidding. So essentially, you can keep your stock brakes, you can keep everything on the outside, your hubs, all intact. Oh, wow. And work with an Extreme 60. Now, in hindsight, did I necessarily want to do that? Well, you know, if I knew it was going to be the difference of a few thousand dollars, I might have wanted to save up and get it. But if you don't have the money to really drop, but you need that strength, excuse me, um, and you need that strength, well... Doing it the way I did it is such a cost-effective way because you eliminate, you know, the expensive brakes, you eliminate the kingpin um, knuckles, you eliminate all that. Yeah. And you can still run your stock setup. So essentially, you're just paying for the internal, like, uh, uh, 60 outer, 60 inner axles if you don't have, like, RCVs or something that you're getting. And and you can you can take off. And you, granted, you still need your, still need your gears. Still need the lockers for yeah. those gears, yeah. but um, for the most part, you know, it's a much more cost-effective way of getting into sixties. Wow! So just being part of that though, like, made me feel really like a sense of pride. Like, cool, I helped. Yeah, that's pretty cool. I helped Curry develop something that people are starting to buy. Like, yeah, and that could be a market for someone. I mean, I think. I mean, I'm, I'm guessing, and you can correct me. Um, the failure point on that was not necessarily the the simplicity of it or the change that, that you made, it was more so that it was a lot of weight being pushed up a really technical. Dude, obstacle. I, like I think for most people, what I'm saying is for most people, that's actually a good setup. Yeah. Right? It's, who aren't. it's solid, dude. It's a yeah. solid setup and it, it offers you a lot more strength over yeah. stock. And the, the reality is I, I really wish I would have done things in stages. I, cause I don't know. I, yeah. I really don't know what ultimately was what failed. Yeah. The, the, what, what started the cascade, right? Because right. it was a cascade. Of, of things that kind Dude. of one one thing snapped which stressed the next thing which snapped which stressed the next thing which snapped but we don't know where that cascade Correct. began yeah. right we don't know so that's yeah nah, i hear you so let me tell you let me tell everyone like the realities of like another reality of sponsorship i do that a lot i tell you guys kind of like a little behind the curtain of like what it is to be sponsored um one of the pieces of being sponsored once like let's just say a company gave you a free part right now there are companies like, you know, uh, Rancho, which totally hooked me up and took really good care of me. Not to say that any other company hasn't taken good care of me, but there are companies that will give you the initial one for free, right? It's almost like the drug dealer. Like, right, yeah, right. The first, first one's, one's free. First one's yeah. free. 
Um, You'll be back. But yeah, especially if you if you beat on it. And it's funny because my buddy Martin, our, our friend Martin from uh, Milestar, he uh, he's like, Ali, you got to take it easy, bro. And I'm like, you fucking don't tell me how to live my life. <laughs> and the reason why he was telling me to take it easy, because he already has that experience. He already knows like kind of what happens when you push your vehicle hard and that it's not if you're going to break, it's just what you're going to break. And, you know, from this last time out, I broke fucking everything almost. Well, it's not like all the companies come to your rescue. They do. They come to your rescue, but it's not like they come to your rescue necessarily in the same capacity they originally did. So just to let you guys know, I am definitely decently out of pocket. Like, you know, me and me and Frank scrape by a very small, meager living off of this podcast and that entire living that I get from my share. I definitely went, wouldn't call it a living. Went right. <laughs> no, it's like food, it's, uh, it's yeah, gas it's, and meals. Yeah. But my gas and meals went straight into the Jeep in terms in, for, in the form of parts. Um, yeah. Mine went into gears and a locker. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's what we do to bring the adventure to you. Um but it's not it's not it's not free again, you know, like it's not necessarily free again. Now, again, huge thanks to the to the partners that I've had, but like, you know, the fact that Curry turned around something for me in the time that they did, that in itself is worth money. You know, that they were willing to do that. There's they see the value, but they can't go around giving. There's not there's like fucking no margin on, on yeah. their shit. And I haven't really proven myself. Like we have a podcast, like I will, you know, I've been director of brand marketing for Casey. That that shit's great. He's all he's all Baja. So it's like there's he doesn't yeah. give he doesn't give right. two shits about that. Um nothing that I really have has like proven the value. Now, we did develop the JK thing for, you know, and that's great. Yeah. Um and that's what that's what keeps me in the door, is if anything. Like it's but I'm not a racer. Even racers, racers are out of pocket left and right. Oh, a lot. Dude. There's a lot of money that goes. People don't understand. Just because they, they race like, doesn't yeah, mean. Yeah, they feel like because they're racing and they're in these events. Everything's that, free? Yeah. No. no. It's, it's in, At a and, very high level. And if you've, if you've talked to any of these companies who mostly fabricate because they make their own parts. Yeah. Right? It's, it's like the cost is like 70% labor. Yeah. Right? The, the materials are expensive. Don't get me wrong. Right? Those are the material. The raw materials are expensive and cutting them is expensive. But putting them together welding them finishing them all that that is all labor and you you just can't discount labor you just can't yeah. you gotta that money goes straight to the guy that's welding it right and so when you say you want something for free it's i mean they could do the materials they can eat the cost of the materials but they no matter what they got to pay the dude that's putting it together yeah i mean you know? the reality is is it gives it, it this experience has given me yeah so much more appreciation for the companies that have stepped up to help me out yeah. It's given me so much appreciation for the companies that will take my calls. Yeah. It's given me so much appreciation for the companies that maybe everything's not like free, but they're willing to turn it around faster so that I can make a deadline or I can get to an event like our, you know, Saturday meetup. Right. Like it's just brought a lot more appreciation and understanding and um, consideration on my part towards these companies, what they go through and what they deal with. And, uh, and I think it was good that I went through this. Yeah. I think it's good that I um, took a hit, a pretty decent hit, um, and and learned a little lesson. Um, because I see fellow friends, you know, fellow off-roaders out there, and they're like, you know, they're sending their shit and they're beating on their shit hard, and they're not rich. No. Nope. And, and it's and it's kind of made me kind of take a step back and go, okay, maybe Martin was right. Maybe I need to go spend some more time, maybe even in the passenger seat of some really good people, and just 
really absorb and like i you know me i like to drive fast i'm decent yeah. i'm yeah. an okay driver um but there's a whole nother level of like wheeling that i am i'm still naive about yeah and i think that's exactly right is that you know it's just kind of being humble right and it's just le- learning that that yeah you don't know everything and it might be good it's as, as as important as it is to make your vehicle capable and to put the right parts so that it can accept the beating you're going to put on it right um it's also important that you build your skills to the you yeah. know in in the same cadence right that you are also not neglecting the fact that you know there are there is a right line there is throttle control there is brake control there is a certain way of approaching a certain obstacle yeah exactly and there's a certain there's a certain limit to where you got to know like you know what this one's not going to happen yeah or in and to know when it's just not worth it right like you weigh the options right you weigh like is is a busted axle worth me sending it over this ledge right Maybe not. Is this maybe? Is know. this worth five hundred, a thousand, <laughs> right. two thousand, three thousand dollars? That's what you should do when you yeah. walk up to an obstacle. You assign <laughs> your threshold. You're like, uh, what am I willing to spend on this obstacle? Uh, five hundred. This one looks like it's going to be good. I don't even want to go to Disneyland for like two hundred bucks. You know. <laughs> you know. I don't even want to do Disneyland this, for two hundred dollars. Is this Splash Mountain or yeah. is this Space Mountain, dude? Captain Neo. <laughs> Fuck. Uh, this is kind of more Splash Mountain. Let's just go for it. Let's just send it. <laughs> yeah. And again, I've been very spoiled up to this point because a lot of what I've done has been great. Yeah. And we've had no problems and I've been on really bad, you know, setups and very heavy and that's been not an issue. And I think having this false sense of security of like, you know, the Bilsteins and the Ibox. By the way, the Ibox, yeah. bro. Oh my God! What a we story. Need, we need to talk about Do that. Do we? Are we gonna? Good are we gonna Lord. talk about that? Yeah, we need to. That was just ridiculous. So, I uh, <laughs> I went over to Ibach today, and I took the springs that had tacoed. Now, if you haven't seen it, there's you probably look back at my in my posts, but we'll we'll probably post it when we release I'll, this. I'll give you an idea. Um, if you if you don't go back to our Instagram and see the photos of it, just just Google Slinky. Yeah, and just it, fold it in half. You're going to see the same thing. A slinky going down a set of stairs is the same that you're going to see underneath Kate on those pictures. <laughs> I mean, when you when you hold a when you hold an uh, a spring in your hand, a, a suspension spring in your hand, it's a pretty solid piece of steel. Yes, it feels it is. very solid. It doesn't yes. feel like you could you can't even buy like you know what? Uh, let me let me I go grab even, one. I don't even know how strong you physically have to be to I'm, fold one in half. I'm gonna go grab one real quick. Yeah, like I'm just thinking like in my mind. As someone who has held these things, like how is it even humanly possible to be strong enough to fold one of these in half? Like I don't, I don't think so. I don't even think the, the strongest man that does those competitions could could maybe even compress these by twenty percent, let alone fold one in half. So, you know, I'm not even I'm not even gonna act like I'm not even gonna act like I'm gonna try to do it. But this is a you know it's it's like. It's solid. Like yeah. this is this isn't something that's like waving back and forth, like yeah. one of those little rag things. It's not a on, slinky. <laughs> out in front of like a, a dealership. It's a very solid piece of metal. And what had happened was this thing basically like bent in half, like it folded into a U shape. And the only thing that was securing it was like a broken. Can you grab? Is that an axle? Is my axle shaft or my uh, sorry my shock shaft there? No. No. Oh well. Well, my shock shaft was in one piece and the other part of it was actually on the shock itself. And it was just, it was just, we'll have to show you the pictures. It was just, yeah. it was just tacoed. And so when you, when you have something that looks that catastrophic on a spring, 
you think automatically like that thing's fucked. There's no way that's no way. within any kind of spec or there true. There is some permanent damage to the right. to the material. In that you don't spring. think when you roll it like this, it's gonna roll like that. Now it's this perfect. This isn't this. Well, this isn't the spring, yeah. but it did that. And I took it over to Ibach, and I will be posting the video shortly, um, either today or tomorrow. But we we put it on. So they have they have two tests. One is a is a like it tests the truth. So there's like a a right angle that it sits up against, and there's a certain tolerance that the springs have to be all so within. So how a certain, straight or how, how true? straight yeah. from the top spring all the way yep. down to the bottom. Yep. Within factory spec. Wow. Now there's another one that tests the top and the bottom, right? So that one tested the sides. Yep. There's one that tests the top and the bottom, factory spec. Like, wow. Like we're talking sellable spec. Wow. So then there's another test that it gets put into this big, huge compression machine, and this machine applies this force down. So they're testing the compliance of they the test spring. Two, right? Yeah, two points of pressure, yeah. two points of load, and it has to be within a certain like it has to give certain feedback, right? Right. Like within each point. What it's designed to do, right? Correct. Whatever, right. Yeah. yeah. Within factory spec. Wow. So literally they were joking. They would never do it, but they were joking like, they're like, yeah, we could just refinish these and sell. Yeah. And it wouldn't, it wouldn't, it would be fine. It'd be totally yeah. fine. <laughs> and I was amazed. So and those springs are going back on the Jeep. That's awesome. And as a reminder, like they, we drove back to the, the cabin. For, right. Bouncing, for good, for bouncing good, on those things. So they were twisted while it was on the obstacle and we were fixing it. Continue let's, let's to get not worse. discount that. Yeah. Right. While we were on the obstacle. So four hours, five hours. Later. Right. Four or five hours. They were twisted. Yep. Then we drove it out. Under over, stress. Under stress. Like just, over a couple of rocks to get out. All because, that weight. All that weight just bouncing on it. Yeah. So a good, what, hour, hour and a half. Yeah. Easy. Drive back to the driving, cabin. Yep. Right. And then it sat out front. We waited. We ate dinner. We waited for a tow truck. Tow truck came. Tow truck came. It we loaded up on the tow truck, and then it rode. Got strapped. All got strapped down. Yeah, got strapped down, and then it rode all the way home. All the way home. Then it which got was off. within itself like an hour twenty, hour thirty. Yeah, it was about an hour and a half. Yeah, exactly. And then got it off, parked it in the driveway, and it sat for how long? And I didn't look at it for another whole day. Right. So it sat for over twenty four hours. Over twenty four hours. So we're talking about like almost maybe 36 to 40 hours yeah that this in that set. in that state in that twisted pretzel state of a spring that's insane and it did nothing it's insane like i know everyone's like well it's a spring it's supposed to spring back but like it's supposed to spring back like laterally right, right. like top and bottom but not <laughs> like I don't, I don't even know if i said that right but like yeah. but not twisted i mean even a slinky won't do that if you've owned one you know that they're good for about an hour of play and then you do something stupid and they're fucked yeah, like, they're totally fucked <laughs> yeah it's like <laughs> so the fact that these springs i'm gonna i'm gonna recode them i'm gonna throw them on the jeep and i'm gonna i'm gonna roll with them that's rad that Dude, is that's, that's pretty that's insane that's so insane that i mean and then you know there's good parts on the jeep there's just certain there's just something like okay first and foremost the uh, the, the fucking thing staring us in the face is she's way too heavy, like straight up way too heavy. And me and Frank have talked about it. And trust me, eventually there's going to come a time where things are going to get stripped out. And I might even end up with one of these tents. But um, for now, I still have a plan. Yeah. And I still have a goal. Yeah. And there's no reason to rush into something like sweat, like taking off the rooftop tent. Right. It's where you you should, you know, do what you want to do. Right? right. Like you should be meticulous about it and say, look, do I if if you if a rooftop tent is a deal breaker for you. Then to keep it, and we'll, and we'll find other ways to make it work. No, you right? know what the ways are is the ways are like 
how do I have to drive differently? How, or that, what yeah. do I, where's my pressures ideally? Like the fact that I was busting like tail through like, you know, that, that, you know, fire road and sliced through my tire was because I was way too under, uh, under inflated. Yeah. You know, like there's things that I was just naive about, you know, and that wasn't even like, but, but we, yeah, we had a flat and it was my fault. I broke everything. It was my fault. Like I, I pushed it too far. We were winching in the, in the wrong way. Mm -hmm. I was putting way too much pressure, like wasn't giving it enough finesse. Like there's just, it's one of those things where you just have to learn. Sometimes. Yeah. It's, it's, it's just experience. Right. Yeah. And it's experience. And even the guys that were with on the trip who were very experienced, like some of them, right. were very knowledgeable in what they were doing. Yep. Even this was new to them. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So that's, and that's the point, right. I think that's the ultimate point is that even though we're out there doing things on products that are tried and true with people who are experienced, right. it's we're doing and you're doing something very different altogether in those same scenarios using those same tools. And so even for them, they're looking at it going, all right, let's try it like this, or let's, let's position you this way, or let's try and get the rock this way. Because even right. to them, this is a, this is a whole, the, the weight and size of Kate add a completely different dynamic yeah. to everything. So there was, it was just not the normal rock. Yeah, right. And it's yeah. not going to be right. That's the point. Right. Yeah. And so now you just, now you, you just continue to hone in on what it's going to yep. eventually where, where you're going to end up or just come into it with, you know, knowing, okay, no matter what, we're pulling line and let's just make sure we pull line in the best possible direction. Yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, and that's and that's definitely a lesson I think we take from like when we had that conversation with Bond, right? Like to him, you should never be ashamed to pull line. Right. Right. That's just you're just using another tool that you you know, that you have at your disposal. There's a reason you mounted it to your vehicle, and it's not to shame yourself. It's it's to continue forward and to accomplish your goal. You're you know what I mean? You you bolt you mount all these tools to use them. Right. Don't feel guilty using them. That's why you have. Them. And the fact of the matter is Kate's not really a rock crawler. Like we always, you know, I've got the license plate rock lander. Right. I mean, it's true. It's she's, she's a very heavy rig designed to stay out there for a long time. And, uh, and I need to understand that I'm going to have to just use the tools at my disposal in order to do the things I want to do. And it may be different from what Adam or Scott or whoever, yeah. the way that they're going to like even Alfie, how they're going to want to, you know, get over an obstacle yeah and that's just going to be my way yep and that's one thing i'm just gonna to have to reconcile and, and just learn yeah just learn gonna... where your limits are and where yep. you're yeah exactly no yep. for sure anyways you have uh something else oh right? i do yeah because we talked about what's going under the vehicle now and we're going to talk about what's can, going can we talk real quick what like yeah. a lot of this preparations for a very specific uh event though isn't yeah it? yeah so a lot of what's happening is because um we're getting ready to do a trip uh up uh, up through um colorado into montana with rebel or was it montana or wyoming i think it's wyoming remember. into wyoming whatever states above i don't Colorado. look at the itinerary until the day before <laughs> and then back down to utah right we're doing this this really epic trip so they did the continent the continental divide um last year and those videos are the ones that you've seen if rebel you follow, off road yeah if you follow rebel off road you've seen their videos dropping or you're part of our group you'll see the videos that get posted in there and they have part one through six they just released number six and that's of their Continental Divide trip. And so what we're doing is kind of not so much a redo of that, but we're going to do more of like the epic parts of that, right? So we're going to hit like different spots that they found along the way that right. we're at, they didn't get a chance to stop at, and we're going to spend more time there. And so that trip is, is planned to be about two weeks. Wow. Yeah. And so that's two weeks off the grid with about 80% of dirt. I think I'm going to meet you guys for a few days. On okay. I got, yeah. I got a birthday. 
I got to put yeah. down there. Yeah, got to celebrate that in I style. Got stuff, I got stuff to do. Yep. Uh, no, I mean, I'm, I'm looking forward to at least just part of it because yeah. it, it all sounds fun. Yeah, so that's that's the plan, right? So, so you're building your FJ, you're building Truckee up to, uh, to, to be, gone be for pretty self-sufficient. Yeah, to be gone for two weeks. And and so part of that is um, is what's going underneath because I'm, I do want bigger tires and we are – and just being in that part of the country, you are going to get weather, especially in September. It gets a lot more unpredictable. Right. Um, you're at elevation, and I just want um, – I've wanted the bigger tires to begin with, but these are going to be mud terrains. So is that going to happen prior to yes. this? Yes, okay. that's planned to happen sometime in August. Man, there's a lot of changes coming. Huh? A lot. Truckee's yeah. going into like 2.0 finally. That's cool. Like we had 1.0 and where it is now, and now it's finally going to roll into 2.0. And so um, so that that takes care of the the, the technical or the, the drivetrain pieces, right, the, the mechanical pieces. Now it's more of the living and the power right and so part of that is i'm going to put a fridge in there um i'm getting a goose gear set up finally cool. uh, because i've been avoiding that for a long time and not in a bad way just in a i just like to be simple yeah. right and so um he's a simple man yeah, <laughs> yeah and so you know but but if you're going to be gone for that long the fact of the matter is you're not going to ice isn't going to last two weeks it's just not. Yeah, no matter how it's thick your not. cooler is yeah, yeah it's just not so I, at that point i need a, i need i need a refrigerator and um i don't want to throw a second battery in there because i don't like the idea of having to wire all of that maintain all of that okay it just doesn't i don't like it um so i have a deep cycle um and so we'll talk about that why don't we talk about what's is, gonna happen well is the we're gonna get a um we're getting an external battery. Yes. And so that's, yeah. Is that going to come in time? Yes. Okay. So cool. that should be here in the next like two to three weeks. Oh, shit. Yes. Okay. Well, cool. We should get that. End we'll of talk the about month. that later. But yeah. End yeah. of the month. And what well, we can talk about a little bit about now. It's already out. The so, wagon. Yeah. So what, so what you guys were talking about is, um, is Wagon Tech released their new lithium cubes. It's 12, uh, 1200. It 1, yeah. They have a 1200, um, a 500, and a 300, right? And so depending on your power needs, um, you can pick a cube. Right. And the cool thing is, is that they're a clean sign system, which is important for certain devices to operate properly. Um, it's and pass through. Yeah, it's got pass through charging, which is big, because what that means is that it will accept a charge while it's also delivering power. That's so really you cool. can and it will accept two power sources, which a lot of other. Um, so you could technically connect two solar panels right you can collect you can connect two different solar panels you can connect it to your car um via dc or ac depending on if you have an inverter already built in your vehicle and the solar i don't remember does it take anderson cables it does it does okay it does yeah that's huge yep and so you have uh, on the big one the 1200 um you have i think three dcs and three um acs oh wow yeah so it's big and and you have your usb ports he like so it's crushed it yeah he he really he really built something very cool that actually i don't i don't really see a lot of the similar i don't see a lot of the similar battery companies out there that create these type of storage devices with this much functionality it doesn't sound like a lot like if you're if you're listening to this and you're going oh well that's like a goal zero or that's like a jackery it is but it isn't. It's that extra 10%, right? Yeah. Like, it's that extra little bit that you're just like, fuck, why? If they would have done this, it would have been epic. And that's what they did, right? It's they, they just did that little bit where they added those extra features that that allow you to do things like what I'm going to do, right? And so my goal is that I can run this thing and I can run it off the vehicle. And and I, and I when I'm at camp, I because I'm going to put this next piece on the hood... What you're about to show? What I'm about to show yeah. on the hood, it'll, the, even when the car is off, the car will be receiving power. Why don't you? Why don't you bring yeah, that up? Here, oh. here I'll hold. Yeah. That's pretty cool. A lot of people are doing this. They have it for the JKs. Uh, our buddy Matt is also putting one on his Jeep, 
And you found one for um, the FJ. Yeah, check this out. This is cool. It's cool, huh? Yeah. So what this is is a solar panel for the hood of the FJ. It's got the cutouts here. Oh, um, this is for the windshield. Yep, cut out for sprays. the for the sprays. Right, right there. You can see them in the camera. And um, what it does is it sits right in the hood. It's molded for the FJ, so it has the right all the right cutouts and everything yep. the right size. And, and then, this actually goes on your stamp, your yep. little. It goes stamp. on the hood stamp. Yeah. Yep. So what I did is I put down a hood stamp, which they provide as well. You can buy that from them. Um, did you get yours from? Uh, I got mine from Beyond, Beyond Wraps, Wraps from Martin, yeah, yeah but yeah. you can get it from them when you buy the kit. So you kind of need one. You, yeah, you should get one. I mean, you can... Because it, it it'll damage on, the paint, maybe? Not really. I mean, it depends. Mm. Uh, it depends on you. It does have that 3M tape yeah. on the back. It goes on with a 3M vehicle adhesive, right? So same thing you would put a car badge on, right? So if you've debadged a car, you know that this stuff can be taken off yeah. cleanly. But it's a lot easier to remove and a lot safer. Um, the main reason why I put the hood stamp on is because the fact of the matter is, is that even though it's sealed all the way around with 3M, you, you do have a void in here. Between, yeah. Between this, right? Yep. So what's going to happen to that is you're going to collect dirt, a bunch of debris. It's going to get water. It's going to get stuff in there. So sit on your paint if you don't have it. It's going to sit on one. your paint. Yeah, yeah. exactly. It's going to sit on your paint. And so when you want to pull this off, you're going to have some nastiness under here, right? So so what I wanted to do was avoid yeah, that. So I put a hood stamp on and this is going to mount to the hood stamp. So they offer it as part of their kit. You can add the hood stamp. I recommend that you do. Um, and you can also add the inverter, um, or sorry, the, the solar pan, the, the solar controller, if you don't have one already. And so what are the cables that it comes with? So these are the cables, right? Okay. Your positive and negative, right? That's oh, and this one. goes to their control unit. Right. This goes to their control unit, right? Which is in the, which is in the package. Um, and then that goes, and then here's the box, right? For the junction for this piece right here. So this sits at the very top of the hood and it goes right under the hood seam, That's cool. right in between the, the vehicle and the cowl and the hood. And then you put your controller underneath, plug that in, plug that into the car battery. And that's and you're getting 100 watts of juice off your hood. So this is 100 watts. It's 100 and watt so panel. So essentially, this would also charge your. So this will charge my main 1200. battery. Right? Did you get the 1200? Yes. Okay. So this will charge my car battery and make sure that the that the alternator isn't doing too much work, right? Because I am because now I'm going to be pulling juice to charge the lithium key okay. wagon tank, yep. right? So this helps that. And then for the days that we're parked on multiple days, this keeps that battery up to charge so that it doesn't drain the the starter battery, right? Right, and then I'm also going to add, um, which Ali is pulling out now. So, you know, let's. I, this makes me nervous because yeah. technically this is still delicate until you get it installed. Correct. <laughs> so the thing about these is you're not you're not, you're not supposed to bend them. I don't want to see it snap in half before. Right. It right. Makes so they it are the because the panel itself isn't fragile, but what's fragile is the cells, the solar cells. Right. And so you don't want to bend them and break them. Um, but, you know, obviously, once they're on the hood, they're totally fine and durable and they're weatherized. Totally. It's the bending that's the yeah. problem. Yeah. So, hold on. So, on that note, um, what I told Frank was I actually, again, being completely spoiled by certain, you know, partners that I have. Um, off grid track, Renee over there, um, who is based out of Canada, he's like a major proponent for, you know, off the grid living, of being self sustained. Um, and this is, he's actually one of my very first, uh, partners I ever connected with. And right off the front, you'll see like there's an Anderson cable connection that goes into the back of this thing. And, uh, if you'd hold the mic real yep. quick, um, I'm going to go ahead and pop this open. You saw how, you saw how small it was, right? Yep. I well, did. As you, it's as about you, the size of a laptop. Yeah. As you open it up, um, as you open it up, it becomes 
Oh, wow. That thing's huge. Yeah. It turns into a 120-watt solar panel. Yeah. Solar blanket. Yeah. And I've had kids dance on this thing. Yes, they did. They in did, Moab. In Moab. They, they thought it was a, They thought it was literally a dance floor. Yeah, like dance, dance revolution. I'm like, yeah. That's my... And then I'm like, well, he kind of designed it super... And, you know... Yeah. Rennie, like... He's like, I showed him the video. He's like, I loved it. Yeah, because that's, that's what that's what he wants yeah, to show. He wants to show fantastic. how how robust these things are, and they really are robust. Like, so this thing, unlike unlike the hood thing, um, will take a beating, and will keep on uh, will keep on kicking. And you know they're super super efficient. They're actually they're actually a lot more efficient than what's out there um, in terms of the competition. Um, they. They've kept my they've kept my Jeep system uh, running for multiple day events when I've had to like just post up. It's pretty um, cool. I used it out in Moab. And so this is it folded in half. So when yeah. you watch the video, you can see that we basically have it folded in half on the table, so it's twice the size. But it's it's a decent size. Like and it's, it's and it's a great looking piece. It's, it's, it's lightweight, a solid panel. It's yeah. lightweight. It'll fit in your backpack. Yeah. So when we do our trip, because you have a larger one. Yeah. Right. And so when we do our trip, um, essentially the reason why the dual the dual charging is important is because I'm going to have it plugged in uh, via DC to the FJ. That's going to be one charging angle for the lithium cube, right, while we're parked. The second is once we get to camp, I'm going to fold out this guy yep. and plug it directly into the lithium cube. So I'm going to be getting 200 watts of power while we're doing nothing into that lithium cube during the day. And at night, it's got more than enough juice to run the fridge and all my other gadgetry. You know what's really cool is it's got the dual 2-amp uh, USB ports. Oh, it's built in. Yeah, it's built That's in. That's awesome. It's, I mean, it's 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 a really cool solar blanket, and yeah. uh, I've used them. I've used them a lot, and really, like for somebody like me, the reality is, is I've used them a lot for events because yeah. I do a lot of events. And yep. when you're parked multiple days and you're not really starting your vehicle, um, this comes in clutch. Yeah, absolutely. Yep. So I'm very looking forward to that. Yep. So, anyways, looking forward to that trip, um, dude. August is going to be August, September is super it's busy. Nuts. It's yeah. busy, yeah. <laughs> so, anything else? Um, yeah. So the Goose Gear is going in. Um, that's going to be a brand new system from them. Something they're developing now. So I can't really. I don't know if I can talk about it. I don't think Brian has officially said anything about that yet. So um, I'm not going to. Yeah, better to just keep it. Yeah. So there's a new. There's something new they're working on. Um, so I'm. Um, working with them to get that in the FJ and it looks like it's going to happen. Um, it'll be done in time and we'll put that in. Uh, so that'll take care of the back organizational needs and then a fridge, putting your fridge, fridge in the back. What yeah. fridge are you going with? Um, I'm going to go with a Dometic. I haven't decided okay. if I'm going to get a 45 or a 55 yet. Oh, wow. Big. Uh, yeah. You yeah. go big. Yeah. I mean, I have the space for it. Um, I'm kind of teetering between a 45 and a 55, honestly. <laughs> And yeah. it's, it's well, mine's a forty-two. So you see what I've managed yeah, to keep. In exactly. There. I I know that a forty-five is, is more than enough because I don't even have to feed kids. Right. It's just me most of the time and Shannon, right? So I know the forty-five should be sufficient. I'll be totally honest and totally like just for the for the for getting spoiled. I like the fact that I'm pretty sure it's a fifty-five that has an ice maker. Okay. And you That's know cool. me and my iced coffee. Yep. And so. <laughs> So the, the horchata latte, right? So the fact that I can that I can have ice on demand or at least at my disposal is super appealing to me. Is it an is it a necessity? Hell no. But knowing that I could do it, maybe That's I cool. kind of want to. That's cool. No, you'll be stoked. Cool. Well, I think I'll wrap up the, our, our little. <laughs> this is like a total product 
you know it kind of is but we've it, always wanted to do one of we've these we've always though. wanted like to do just, something like this these little, yeah these little things where we're like oh we're really stoked about this and we're really stoked about that um and it's also i think it's super helpful because honestly a lot of us are gearheads but a lot of us yeah. are gadget nerds too i mean that's look at our vehicles True. right like just so i think if if this helps you in any way to at least get some ideas and kind yeah. of think of how think about how you're putting your setup together a little bit differently or what your options might be. Um, or if you just yeah. want to bounce something off of us, you know, hopefully this helps you. No, for sure. Um, this last one, I don't you know, this, like, I like to just impulse buy shit. <laughs> like, like I did it with those black beard like fire presses and mugs. Little, yeah. French press mugs <laughs> and black beard fire starters, right, which I yeah. <laughs> buy in bulk so I can give them away. Like it's stupid. Like I want to give my money away, um, but I just think they're so cool. So I'm like, Frank, you Do they know that you're part of their unofficial marketing they department have no and, idea. and, and that you're their biggest customer because of it. <laughs> well, I try to ask them for like 150 of them for like summer camp. Cause I thought, it was a really good idea, but they didn't share my enthusiasm for that. <laughs> Anyways, well, they're like, "Why? You're buying them already." <laughs> I was on, uh, I was on the Instagrams. Oh, I did want to talk about this. I'm glad and, that you brought it and up. And the only reason why I got this was because of the shit that we went through. Yeah, I'm really glad that you brought this up because I did want to talk about this. So it looks like it comes with a little bottle of. It's uh, like, uh... What is it's this like called? Special sidewall glue. seal. I think it's just super glue. It's honestly, special super glue. I bet you it's super glue. Yeah. But essentially, what this is is oh, these you are have accelerator. accelerator. That sounds. That Dude, sounds. Sounds like I need it. Sounds exotic. Yeah. Like I it's need... a, so basically this this stuff when you spray it on, it accelerates. Like, it accelerates. <laughs> it like allows fifty allow fifteen seconds to dry and then inflate your tire. Oh shit! So it takes something that I think is normally like an hour. Yeah, like cure for one hour. Oh jeez. Turns it into fifteen seconds and you're like. Good to go, but that is rad. Let me. Uh, let so me, this is basically like legit. This is a straight up a patch. It's a patch. It's a it's chunk a, of rubber, dude. It's a rubber square. Literally a rubber patch. Yeah. Uh, you're basically here. you're basically oh, wow. like look how thick this thing wow. is. I mean, seriously, you're you're welding on like by welding. I mean, like strongly gluing or bonding. You're you're bonding on a new sidewall. It's like a. Uh, I would say that's about an eighth of an inch, yeah. a little bit over an eighth of an inch. Yeah. Um, and then you got these little thick. guys. Yeah. For these little, and this would have been sufficient probably for the gash that you had in, yeah. in Big Bear. So this is like for a really big gash. I mean, this thing is about, that's about one, two, three, four by five. Yeah. Four by five. I inch mean, this patch. is like probably half of your sidewall, if not more. Comes with some sandpaper that I guess you're supposed to like rough up the, for a good, the for tire. a good bond. Yeah. yeah. Rough for up the, the tire, rough up this. Put the glue on and be. It's a giant bicycle patch kit. Essentially, yeah. Really. <laughs> it's a giant bicycle patch kit. A, this is like what we've been patching our bike tubes on for decades. Basically, just a giant version of that. Dude, and they and they say it's supposed to like. So what I want to do is I want to. What I really wanted to do, if it wasn't so late, but we kind of got off to a late start. Yeah. My my goal was originally when we were going to do this, to go out and patch the tire and then use your power oh, tank. Oh, the power. Yeah, and get the and, power tank yeah. to inflate it and see what would happen. Yeah. And um, we could still do we that. We could still do that. Yeah, absolutely. But um, yeah, I mean, I'd be totally willing to sacrifice. We can do it in San Diego. Money. We could do it in San Diego. <laughs> Yeah. I might need it actually on the way to San Diego. <laughs> I think one of my tires has a side. I think there's a sidewall puncture we did not catch. Yeah. Because like one like of them slowly. deflated. Yeah. It slowly <laughs> itself out. So I'll make sure I throw this in the Jeep on my way up. That's awesome. Um, but yeah, it's called Glue Tread. They are not a sponsor whatsoever. I bought this. Yeah. Uh, you just went to their store and bought it, huh? Well, I, on Amazon or? No, I, Instagram. Instagram. You know, so Instagram has those ads. Oh, like, yeah, yeah. You click oh, on no it. shit. Like you legit I bought, it, bought it. I bought it in the Instagram browser. Oh my gosh. You know what's funny is after that happened, and this is just more like tinfoil, like if they're listening, because I... If they're listening. Oh, 
Because like, legit, after that, I got ads for that, and I meant to text you, going, "Hey, dude, maybe we should get some of these." And then how you, funny. and then like two days later, you messaged me saying, "I got this," and I was like, uh, "Because it was targeting me because yeah. I had a sidewall puncture that I talked the about hashtags in the, on in Instagram, the, yeah, in the post that you were doing, yeah." Well, I mean, you guys shouldn't be under any misconception that Google has a patent for active listening oh, or passive yeah. listening yeah. to both through their uh, their smart devices for your in home and as well as you know your phone, yeah. like. Dude, Snowden already blew the top off of that shit. Like, you know, anybody that wants to listen is going to listen. I'm not a paranoid person. I don't and give a And fuck. I'm not a conspiracy theory person. But I tell you right now, I do not own a single fucking Alexa device. Oh, yeah, me neither. Hell no. My entire house is ringed up. Yeah. So. Oh, well, then you're host. <laughs> Sorry, bro. Hey, I, I, hope, I hope I'm burning the retinas of whoever's watching. Right. Of my ass on their screen. That's all they're going to get. He's like, this is my job. This to is watch my this job. Guy. He's like so depressed <laughs> at his desk every what day. I'm gonna sell this guy. All he does I'm, is stand naked in front of the camera. I'm on the Ali. I'm on the Ali account. All he does is talk about his fucking Jeep, Casey, and gets naked. <laughs> we don't have to talk about that. Oh man, I'd like to have a couple, oh. you know, take off some clothes. Yeah. Um, but that's all I got. I mean, that's kind of what I was excited to. Yeah. To show. I mean, this has been fun. I'm only, I hope that I can show you guys a tent because I am actually pretty excited about this thing. It's actually, it's it's pretty damn cool. Um, so maybe we'll do get some video of that later. Yeah, I think um, we can cut in some video on this and, yeah. and show during the time we were talking about it. Yeah. Um, to the winner, by the way, of the Stinger Off-Road Rearview Mirror thing, I'm sorry. Oh, yeah. I still haven't sent it to you. <laughs> it's sitting right here. If you're listening to this two weeks from now. Yeah. <laughs> Hopefully uh, it's been sent by the time you see this. You know this. what? Tomorrow <laughs> I'm going to try to forget about sending it, okay? <laughs> Oh. <laughs> oh man! Well, I'm glad. I'm glad we did this. Um, I'm pretty. Uh, I'm this pretty wasn't stoked. bad. I, wasn't, I, I didn't no, hate I had, it. I had a good time. I, I hope you it. guys had a good time listening to it. Um, no, we didn't camp. No, we didn't wheel. No. Um, but we did talk about those things, and we did talk about the things that you're going to use when you do those things. Do you see so. this beautiful backdrop that we created yeah. for you? All this. This is this is for you. This is you know. Hope hopefully for more great things to come. And you know, we got to get rid of this table. This table kind of sucks. But I don't know. I kind of like it. You yeah. really? Hmm. Yeah. Anyways, well, guys, it's been real. It's been fun. Can't say it's been real fun, um, but uh, <laughs> it's time to pay the bills. Yeah, let's pay the bills. So first up, um, one of my good buddies, Jason DeMello, DeMello mm-hmm. Off-Road, um, they do armor bumpers and sliders front and rear for the bumpers. Obviously, left and right for the sliders. Um, <laughs> God, just, good thing we, we don't edit any of this because that was – I'm going to heckle you for that one. Like, <laughs> Sorry, Jason. <laughs> Bumpers, uh, front, rear, left, right, whatever. Whatever. <laughs> he makes parts for Toyotas. For Toyotas and Lexus. <laughs> and soon Broncos. Soon Ford. Yep. And and they're and, and they're they're growing stable of off-road vehicles yeah, in the Ranger and the Bronco. Um, if we ever see a plentiful supply of Broncos. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I, I'm pretty sure Jason has a Bronco on order, so we're yeah. definitely gonna see some goodies for that. Um, but yeah. Uh, tried and true guy's been doing this for like decades literal decades i'm not just saying that to be facetious and, and blow smoke. no he's been he's been like, at it literal decades anyone who is in toyota off-roading knows the name Demello, um and anyone who has wheeled with him knows that he's like the, the real deal so uh check him and out he's a good guy yeah and he's a super good guy like he's fun to talk to if you ever meet him at an event that guy is a wealth of knowledge if you have a burning question that you cannot get a straight answer on ask him and he'll tell you if it's crazy bullshit or he'll give you the the, the solution 
Um, that's just who he is. He's a cool guy. So DeMello Offroad um, at DeMelloOffroad.com. Talk to them. They have a new guy at front name V. Give him lots of shit, and he might just give you a discount. <laughs> is, that how you get, is that how you get your discounts? That's how you do some discount. Just, just harass V. Knock on that door <laughs> yeah. nonstop. V's a good guy, too. <laughs> um, next up, we got Rebel Offroad. Uh, bond, Evan, Taylor, yeah. everybody, Jacob, um, Brandon, all the guys over at uh, uh, Rebel we love you. Yeah. It's been such a great relationship. Um, really, really feel the support. A hundred percent. Yeah. So like really feel the love uh, from that, that group. And they really could be um, as selective as they want to be. And for whatever reason, they find value in what we do. What we so do, yeah. we appreciate it. Um, really exciting about what they're doing is they've expanded to Texas, yeah. which is huge. I mean, wow. Like the only other shop I even think about is like Dixie off road, yeah. Dixie four wheel drive who has a, but, their shop is very close to each other. One's in Moab, one's in uh, in what, Hurricane. Hurricane, yeah. yeah. And you know, for for Bond to have Rebel Laguna Hills, California, and then Rebel fucking Texas, yeah, that's a huge leap. It, but it, but it makes a ton of sense when you think about what they're doing. Yeah, um, a Texas is a massive market, um, just in general for off road and they're and building Jeep parts. Building, yeah, and shipping parts. I mean, yeah. they're they're building armor themselves, right? Yep. They're building bed racks. Good shit. Too. Good shit. Yeah. yeah. And um, shipping them from the middle of the country makes a lot of sense <laughs> versus shipping them from the coast, right? Yep, so, absolutely. And it also means that you get to get your stuff a lot faster. So, 100%. Um, you'll soon have two locations. So those of you that listen to us in the Midwest that complain about having to get your Jeeps to California for them to work on them, you won't have to anymore. You'll be a able little bit to closer. Go, be a little bit closer. I'll yeah. tell you right now, there they're not going to give you any of that stance bullshit. All right, so don't bring that stuff to them. That's going to make your Jeep like this, stance right? <laughs> like just don't. Right? If you want to put your Jeeps on 34s with rubber bands around them. I'm just kidding. They'll do it. Hey, whatever, <laughs> whatever makes it dollar. I'm just I don't, kidding. I don't know what the hell they'll do, but to each their own. And uh, hey, it's all about it's all about the culture. And it's so funny how all these different states have all these like. Have Have you seen the um the squat culture? Yes. The squat culture. Oh, 100 percent. And it's a big deal. The Carolina squat. Yeah, the yes. Carolina squad, and you know you got the Florida style builds, yep. and you've got the California style. Like, I forget Hawaiian what they call style. The you got Hawaiian the Hawaiian style, style yep. which I saw a lot of, which yep. are like raised. With you know, with like almost stock size tires, almost. Yeah, but it's 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 crazy. It's like smaller tires, yep. but it's like, and there's so much pride. Like every single one of these, even the loader riders we saw, the yeah, the imports and domestic guys that came out. And um, like, there's a name for the ones that are really popular in the South and Texas as well of the the cars where they they take these old cars on purpose, uh-huh. like from the 90s. They're old now, dunks? right? Yeah, yeah, yeah those, the dunks, yeah, the dunks, yeah. Dude, and they're so, on 30s. Yeah, they're on 30s. They've got the <laughs> they've got those crazy uh, yeah. wheels with the where the where the hubcaps are like a good 18 inches out yeah, from the center crazy. like yeah. dude not for me but i definitely enjoy seeing it like props like, i just love car culture in exactly general. that's exactly um, what it comes down to one thing on that note before we get to our, our our last bill is uh i would reach out to sema i would go on to sema's website there's a huge uh petition and movement happening right now to prevent the epa from shutting down our ability to modify our vehicles. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's a pretty big deal. So I want to bring a little bit of awareness to that. Go on, go on SEMA's website. I'm sure you can find it. Um, just or email them or ask somebody. But the uh, the goal is um, reach out to your representatives, let them know. And it's funny because uh, Matt actually reached out and he actually got called back and he kind of like laid in and said his piece and they're being receptive. So yeah. I'm hoping that if enough people kind of uh, reach out and I, I still have to make my call too, but reach out and just let them know like, Hey, this is a big part of our lives. This is what we do. We need to figure out better ways of not eliminating it, but just maybe, maybe 
I, 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 it's a slippery slope. I don't even yeah. want to go there, but just there's got to be a happy medium to make everyone. And I'll, I'll good. tell you this as someone who has called their representative, um, do it. It works. It does work. Like, and yeah. they, they will answer and they will talk to you. They'll, they'll take down notes of what you're saying. And more importantly, you can actually ask questions and they will answer you. Like there's the person on the phone. They is work speaking, for you. Is speak, it works for you. Yeah. And is speaking for the representative at their desk. Like they're saying, this is the position. This is what he or she thinks. This is why he or she thinks that. And then that is when you tell them, you as a constituent, why you see that differently, right. and and what your counter argument is, because they need to hear it. And the only and it makes it's a lot more powerful when they hear it from you because you picked up the phone and made that call. So do it. It's super easy. It's not scary. They're they're just people. Democracy only works if you let it work. If you engage. Yeah. Yeah. That's and that's the truth. And every yeah. time you see a bill pass, every time you see something you don't like, well, the fault kind of yeah. lies with some of you. Yeah. I'm not saying all of you because I know some of us are active. Yeah. But um, some of us are just lazy. Some of us are lazy and yeah. we don't And you know what? When you're lazy, time. you get what you get. Yeah, and you don't throw a fit. Right. The person that's, that's dude if there could be a tagline for 2019, 2020. You get what you get. You don't throw a fit. That's <laughs> you fucking get what democracy. You, get, you don't throw a fit. That's democracy. Yeah, because you know who got what they wanted? The ones that spoke up. Yeah. The so, loudest. So because you didn't speak up, you got what they wanted. <laughs> you don't like your gender neutral bathrooms? Well, there you go. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> Anyways, final bill. Milestar tires. Mile star Why tires. Why did you talk about Mile star? Yeah, Mile star tires. <laughs> we gotta we gotta change the order of, of these. We gotta end with Mile star. Yeah, with me. no, I don't care. They make great tires. Um, I don't. You know, I haven't ran them personally, but I've experienced them. But you've in seen riding. friends who do. I've seen. I have friends that do, and I've and I've ridden in vehicles that do. Um, I'm I'm still blown away by how they performed when we went up to Lila Creek. Dude, that, the, that'll you know, always snow. be the story. That'll right? always be the that to me. That's the that's the bar. Because there's so many people that will want to talk shit on something, but it's like having actually experienced yeah. it. And I run the Mile Stars, the Patagonias, the Patagucci's. Yeah. Um, mine are a 38 by 13 and a half. And the reality is I was aired down a bit. I was not substantially aired down, but I was down to like 15. Yeah. And I had we had friends out there um, on some bald tires. We had friends out there on some falcon tires yeah um we had friends out there on all kinds of things and i i would like to say that the milestones did exceptionally well where i had no problem going where i wanted to go and how i wanted to go there yeah i mean here's the fact of the matter is right is that even though i run a different tire i can definitely respect a good tire when i see one sure right and so you know of, of course they're, spon- they're they're sponsoring the podcast they support us yeah. they're, they're great so people. take it with a grain of salt right. whatever but i will tell you firsthand and it's no bullshit like they're impressive and i love it um and they've got some cool stuff coming on the pipeline um i had a great conversation with them when i was at when we were at tireco so you know i don't i don't think that i think that what's coming down from them is going to be pretty damn impressive and i think they're going to shake up things a little bit and i can't wait to see it yeah to and, be honest. and the truth is there's other companies willing to throw money into our pot that we're not taking yep. because we just don't support it so we will try always to keep a little bit of integrity in this little humble podcast of ours and for as long as it runs um so far so good so far so good anyways on that note yeah on dude, that, that was note, a that was a great episode that was a good one yeah, yeah i i think it was good but i'm biased so i hope you guys do too yeah um so don't forget to check us out at riggedfordirt.com. Check us out on the Instagrams. Um, buy some T-shirts and some patches. Yeah. Because uh, like we said, you you saw all this stuff on this table. Um, you guys are the ones that got to pay for this. So <laughs> stupid. <laughs> like fuck you. I'm so, gonna buy my own. Go, so buy some shirts and some patches. Damn well, it. I mean the only like the way that you can support us so that you don't have to come to Frank's OnlyFans site. Right. Is 
by buying a patch. Um, by the way, my site is not OnlyFans. It's OnlyFan. <laughs> OnlyFan. <laughs> His wife. Yeah. Shannon's the only I only one have on one there. fan. Let's be real. Uh, me too. Um, <laughs> so Thank stu- God she pays well. <laughs> We're very lucky. Very uh, <laughs> yeah. But that's the, if you want to support us, that's probably the best thing you can do is yeah. support us by, you know, a patch, a sticker, um, a t shirt. Uh, I don't know, even know how many I have left. We're we have, have to, a few. We're going to have to make some actual Rick for Dirt shirts yeah. soon, too. Yeah, we're going to have to make we some will. Rick for Dirt shirts. We'll make some new patches. We have a lot of great ideas for patches. Mm-hmm. Um, Shannon made a new patch for us. Oh, did she? Yeah, she... she um, did she crochet it? Um, no. No, she didn't, actually, this time. <laughs> she bought a weird, like, machine that makes things. No shit. Yeah, and so she made it. Um, I'll have her text I'll text her. Oh, I thought picture. she drew it or something. No. Well, she... Well, she did, but then she transferred it over. Oh, okay. It's, it's a legit product. Okay, cool. So, um... Those Anyways, will be fifty dollars each. Right. Those are handmade by Those my are wife. Handmade by Shannon. They they will come with cookies. Though. So <laughs> maybe a sandwich if you're maybe nice. a sandwich if you're if you're lucky. <laughs> that was I still remember that sandwich she made me when oh, we were broken right. down. We were broken down on the forty at the state line. <laughs> yes. Yeah, that was a good sandwich. Oh man, memories. Bless her heart. I love her. <laughs> I love my wife. Uh, okay, guys, thanks for listening. I, I'm Frank at Trucky McTruckface. I'm Ollie at Kid the Jeep. We'll talk to you next thanks, time. Thanks, guys.